Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wake Up With The Warriors. Hopefully you are enjoying your Friday night. Hopefully you had a drink or seven in hand to help you get through that game. We're recapping game six of the conference semifinals against the Rockets. The final game of the conference semifinals against the Rockets. And what a game it was. I think I speak for everyone when I say that the excitement surrounding this game going into it was on an entirely different level. Even across the internet, the enthusiasm was palpable regarding this game. It was just so exciting as much as Warriors fans hated to see Kevin Durant suffer that non-contact calf injury in Game 5. The thought of playing a Game 6 with the original core, seeing if they could channel that strength in numbers, Steph Curry superstar vibe and mentality that had worked for them in 2015 and and 2016 to an extent. It made you curious and it made you excited to see what Curry would do, what Clay would do, what the team would do when forced to kind of go back to the root of where this all began for this dynasty. And a chance to close out the Rockets on the road for the second year in a row. It was a nervous game, but not as nervous as many others in this series because even if the Warriors lost... Unlike in last year, they still would have another chance, and that chance would be coming at home. So really just a tremendously exciting game going into it. And while it initially did not play out the way that I think most of us anticipated, it is safe to say that this is going to go down as one of the most memorable games for Warriors fans Over this five-year run, hopefully that extends to six, seven, or eight-year run, uh, this is going to be one of those games that we remember. A game similar to Game 6 against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Game 7 against the Rockets last year. It was an all-time classic for Warriors fans, and if they are to go forward and complete the three-peat and really put themselves in the history books, this will likely be the game that people kind of associate with this season. Barring something amazing happening in the NBA Finals, which of course is very likely should the Warriors get there and win. So anyway, 
With all that emotional excitement out of the way, let's jump into the game for a little bit here. So obviously the entire narrative going into the game was surrounding Steph Curry. After struggling so much in the series to score and to score efficiently, he turned on the Jets at the end of Game 5 after Durant went out. He was forced back into that lone superstar role and he absolutely thrived, arguably saved the Warriors' season when it looked like they were going to drown there in Game 5. And all the talk was about how would he do now going into this game knowing that there would be no Durant for the full 48 minutes knowing that this was going to be an old school Warriors team and most of us I think expected him to have a huge game and then the game started and while the Warriors played really well in the first quarter Steph or Clay Thompson was hitting all kinds of shots inside and out. The ball was hopping. Tremendous ball movement. Curry did not get anything going. He picked up fouls yet again, and it was an incredibly frustrating first half for him. He picked up his first foul just a few minutes into the game, uh, rotating to help on a hardened layup. Not a great foul, but somewhat of an excusable one. And then only five, maybe six minutes into the game, he fouled James Harden, shooting a three-pointer, just a completely inexcusable foul, a horrible, horrible job by him to close out into Harden rather than around him, knowing the way that's been called. And it was well called. It was a foul. So Curry went to the bench just six minutes into the game, came back in the third quarter, played a few minutes, and then committed an offensive foul that sent him back to the bench for the rest of the half. He only managed to play 12 minutes in the first half, and he did not score. 0 of 5 from the field, didn't get anything going. And remarkably, the game was tied at half, 57 to 57. And... If you're Houston, and I know the Rockets are heartbroken right now, the thing that likely hurts them the most looking back on this game is that they held Curry to 12 minutes and zero points in the first half while playing at home and could not take a lead to halftime. But that was a credit and a testament to the Warriors to Clay Thompson having a spectacular game. He finished this contest with 27 points, shot 10 of 20 from the field, 7 of 13 from beyond the arc. The defense was superb. Draymond Green had an outstanding defensive performance. Clay and Andre Iguodala were both tremendous. Iguodala also had a strong offensive game. The Rockets were daring him to beat them. They were not guarding him at the three-point line, and he made them pay. He shot 5 of 8 from deep, 6 of 11 overall. He finished with 17 points, had 5 steals in this game. His defense as tremendous as we've come to expect. But the Warriors got nothing out of Curry. He, He only played half of the first half. He did not play well. And they were forced to really embody 
strength in numbers, and they did. And looking back on it, it's wild to see how much the Warriors ended up using their bench in this game in such a pivotal game. And now admittedly, Steve Kerr has been known for this, uh, often to a fault, for trusting players at the back of the bench in the most critical moments of the season. So just going down the line here, here are the bench players who played. Seven minutes for Alfonso McKinney. 11 minutes for Jordan Bell, who was tremendous. He came in in the second quarter, or he came in the first quarter, I believe, and then he came in in the third quarter replacing Andrew Bogut before Kevon Looney. He jumped over Looney on the depth chart in the second half of this game. Jonas Drabko played 12 minutes. Sean Livingston, 14 minutes, and he was spectacular. 11 points. He was a team-high plus 14 in those 14 minutes. Quinn Cook, who really hasn't played at all in this series or really in these playoffs, came in when Curry had foul trouble. He ended up playing 16 minutes. And Kevon Looney, not surprisingly, played 20 minutes in this game. So the Warriors leaned on their bench. They went 11 players deep in this game. Even with DeMarcus Cousins out, with Kevin Durant out, they went to the very, very back of their bench. And those guys paid off. They made Steve Kerr look good. The Warriors bench has been a weakness all series long, all season long, arguably, but boy, did they play well. Kevon Looney, tremendous defense, 14 points, five rebounds, four of those five rebounds on the offensive end. Jordan Bell was a spark plug. He had two blocked shots. Sean Livingston, again, tremendous. The The bench kept them in this game when Steph Curry wasn't there. And then the second half came. And then Steph Curry, as we all hoped and envisioned we would see in this pivotal game six, showed up. After being shut out in the first half, he exploded in the second half. Didn't pick up any more fouls, so he was able to stay on the court He played 22 minutes in the second half, sat for the first two minutes of the fourth quarter, and then came in. And he was as phenomenal as you will ever see Steph Curry. He had 10 points in the third quarter, and then 24 points in the fourth quarter, just dictating everything for the team. In the second half, he finished with 34 points on 9 of 15 shooting, including 4 of 9 on threes, 11 of 11 on free throws. Excuse me, 33 points. He had 23 in the fourth quarter, 10 in the fourth, 10 in the third quarter. And he put the team on his shoulders. Their defense, phenomenal down the fourth quarter. Clay Thompson, a few big threes. But this was a defining performance by Steph Curry in the fourth quarter. Getting to the rim and making layups, springing free and making threes, making contested threes, going one-on-one, step back, sidestep, fadeaway threes. He and Clay both had dagger threes in the waning minutes to really put the game away. 
And without Kevin Durant, without DeMarcus Cousins, the Warriors found a way on the road to win this game. Andrew Bogut called it the best win that he has been a part of with the Warriors. Steve Kerr said it was one of the most satisfying victories they've had in this five-year run. I don't think words can quite encapsulate how emotional and meaningful of a victory it was. Really, especially if you go back to Game 5, you just take the last five quarters of basketball, really since Kevin Durant went out and it looked like the season might be over for the Warriors. And instead, they put together a brilliant five-quarter stretch to close out this incredibly talented Houston Rockets team for the second year in a row and the fourth time in the last five years. And this one is just going to be remembered by the Warriors. It's going to be remembered by the fans. It's got to feel good for them to not only win, win on the road, beat a rival, but last year so much talk from the Houston Rockets players, executives, and fans about how Chris Paul missing two games in the conference finals was the reason the Rockets didn't beat the Warriors and how if only they had been healthy and the Warriors hadn't gotten so lucky, the Rockets would have won that series and consequently won the NBA Finals. And so for the Warriors to come here on the road without Kevin Durant, who has arguably been the top player in the NBA in these playoffs, and without DeMarcus Cousins, and to seal the deal on the road. You know that that's something that was in their minds. So they get it done 118-113. to 113. They win the series four games to two. They advance to the Western Conference Finals for the fifth consecutive year. They will face either the Portland Trailblazers or the Denver Nuggets. Those two teams are playing at 12.30 on Sunday if you want to do some scouting for the conference finals. Regardless of who wins that game, game one of the conference finals will be Tuesday night in Oakland. You certainly have to respect whoever wins that series, but you would think that it's a series that should be easier for the Warriors than this one was, but it comes with a caveat that we don't know What's going to happen with Kevin Durant? We don't know if he will return. He is set to be reevaluated next week, so he could conceivably be around for the conference finals, either the first or the second game. But there's also a chance that that reevaluation shows that that calf strain is bad news and he misses the conference finals. With or without Durant, the Warriors will be the favorites in that series, but with or without Durant, they'll have their hands full as they have in these first two rounds. But they're going back to the conference finals, and we'll be back Tuesday to recap game one.